In this week's episode, I want to talk about some of the myths about meditation and about quiet in the mind and how we can have quiet mind even with a busy mind. And I think that's really important. Lots of people come to me all the time and say, how do I quieten my mind? How do I shut off some of those thoughts? So I'm going to tackle some of those things in this week's podcast. And I think it's one of those things that stops so many people meditating when really it shouldn't stop you meditating, although it did stop me for a very long time. But just before we do that, I want to thank a couple of people that have given their donations this week. You are awesome. Sandy, Nancy and Audra, you really keep this podcast going. You keep my motivation going and same as many others that do donate. Yeah. You can head over to thankyoustephen.com. There's a link to joining my weekly calm newsletter. It comes out every single Friday. I'm about to write it after I do this podcast because there's always a link to the new podcast, what I've been up to behind the scenes. An update on me writing my book, The Gift of No Choice. It also helps hints and tips to help you find a little stillness in the storms, a little bit of weekly calm. Yeah. So let's get on with today's show. First of all, I want to debunk the, the main myth in meditation, and that is that, that we can quieten the mind to a point where we can stop our thoughts. You cannot. There is no off switch. It's impossible. Asking your mind to stop is like asking your heart to stop beating or your liver to stop processing your blood. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, you're dead. So stop wishing for that to happen. But I get it. You want that little bit of break from the thoughts. You want that little bit of peace and quiet, especially when you put your head down at night and the thoughts come racing in. I had to put a guided meditation on twice last night to help my mind fall asleep. Normally I can do a body scan. Normally I can do a few breathing exercises, count back from 107s, things like that. I can fall asleep quite easily. Not last night. I was awake at one o'clock in the morning and my mind just kept going through one thing. It, it was a desire and then it was something I didn't want. And then it was this and then it was that. And none of it was important. None of it was relevant to my life whatsoever. But boy, did my subconscious mind think that my conscious mind wanted to know all about it last night. And it stopped me from sleeping because what stops you from sleeping is when you don't feel in a safe position to go sleep. It keeps the mind active. Trust me, my body was asleep. <laughs> my body was fast asleep. Oh, just a little reminder. I'm also recording this as a video as well this time. So if you head over to my YouTube channel, which you can get the link on thankyoustephen.com, you'll see me talking on a video. <laughs> Not sure you want to do that. It's there anyway. So I'm just trying to share this podcast to reach more people. And you just being here listening to this podcast does help. If you can leave a review, that'd be amazing. But let's get back to the myths of meditation. So basically your mind has three minds. You have the instinctual mind that is literally taking everything in from the sounds to the feelings to emotions and everything, taking them in, and it's asking the question, 
Is this going to kill me? Is it really dangerous? Do I need to panic? And if no, it passed it to the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind looks for a filing cabinet. What did I do last time? Do I recognize that sound? Do I know it? Do I recognize that word? Do I recognize that road? And it just asks that question. Do I know this already? Is it okay? If it doesn't, at that point, it'll pass it over to you. But what it's constantly doing as well is it's thinking stuff up that it thinks you might like to know. It's what it's evolved to do exactly, perfectly. So if your mind is giving you thoughts, it's working perfectly fine. The problem is, it's not the fact that we want to shut off the thoughts. It's the fact that we want to choose which thoughts to have. You don't want to get rid of the thoughts that you enjoy. You don't want to get rid of the thoughts that bring you pleasure when you fall in love or something like that. No, of course you don't. But you want to get rid of the painful thoughts or the relentless thoughts or the thoughts when you're trying to go sleep or when you're trying to make some kind of decisions or when you're trying to be getting on and the mind is constantly trying to distract you. You're not going to stop it doing that. But what we can do, and I will go on to that a little bit more in this podcast, is we can influence those thoughts a lot. And this is where meditation comes in. Now then, for a long time, I thought I could not meditate. When I hit my rock bottom at 40 years old and went through the dark night of the soul, and I say that so flippantly, it was a pretty rough time. For about two weeks, I never felt a thing. It was awful. I was just like a zombie in a body. And yeah, it, you don't want no thinking. It's just, I just had just awareness for a long time. It was almost like day and night. I couldn't tell the difference. And it wasn't nice. It wasn't peaceful because there was no pleasure in it. There was no joy in quietness. In order to enjoy quietness, you have to have the ego's got to come online and enjoy the quietness. Oh, the irony. But after two weeks, my pains and my thoughts started to come back and my mind was relentless and it was reminding me of every single painful thought that I could possibly have at the time. And it was all the time, day, night. It wasn't, but it felt like that. It felt like there was no other thought apart from those. And I started reading books, and the books took so much concentration because I was dyslexic that just reading a sentence and a couple of sentences, and I read As a Man Thinketh, was enough to keep me occupied. And I realized that, like the Buddha says, we are not what we think. Thinking is separate to what the ego is, what we are, which is even separate to the awareness, but that's a deeper story. What we think isn't necessarily who we are and what we are. I was reading all these books one after the other, and it was taking months to read them, and even the chapters. And they would all say to me, I need to meditate. I need to do mindfulness and meditation. And I would sit down and I, I would immediately try to silence my thoughts. And I would sit down, take a deep breath, like, focus on your breath. One. I couldn't get to three before losing count. I, I can barely get to five before losing count now. But I couldn't get to three. I couldn't get to two without thinking about what I was going to do for tea, what I was going to do for lunch, what my friends were doing, what they were up to, all the other things. 
how warm it is, how uncomfortable it is, why are you sat there, why are you doing this? Are you really breathing properly? After all this time, the body then starts to question, are you breathing properly? When you've breathed, how much in your life? And suddenly it's perfectly fine. Now suddenly we're getting involved in that. So it becomes complicated. It becomes this rush of all of these different thoughts that just keep coming and coming. And what you will realize with any kind of busy mind is when you sit down to meditate, the thoughts come more and more. It's not that you have more thoughts, it's the fact that you become more aware of them. So the first thing you think is, oh, this doesn't work because I've got loads of thoughts. So you immediately start giving up on meditation like I did. Can't do it. Not for me. I need a quiet mind. But if you needed, if you had a quiet mind, you wouldn't need meditation. And I've yet to come across anybody that has a quiet mind that doesn't need meditation. And I also yet to come across anybody that cannot meditate. Because meditation is not about quieting the mind. Do you get that? <laughs> are, you, are you with me? So w why meditate if it's not about quieting the mind? Well, meditation gives us the ability to see what is. When we sit in meditation or sit in mindfulness and we just observe our breath, we see the breath for what it is. When we just listen to sounds, which is my favorite meditation, just listen. Listen to the words, listen to the birds, listen to next door's lawnmower, listen to the air conditioner. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's favorable or not, just listen and listen. You hear it for what it is and you do not make it into something else, which is really important. When it comes to meditation, it's seeing life for what it really is and not what we think it is, not what our illusion makes it out to be. And that's where most of our pain and most of our suffering comes from, is we're making life to be something other than what it is. You take a deep breath in this moment. You can do it now with me. Take a deep breath. And if we just relax, we'll see that this moment has very little wrong with it. For us personally, we're doing all right. Okay, of course there's loads going wrong in the world. Look at the political systems at the moment. Look at the way religion is abused. Look at the way religion isn't all working out perfectly for everybody. Look at the way economies are going. There's rich and poor and there's people suffering the fires and all that. I heard 36 people died in wildfires the other side of the world and all that. Of course the world's burning. Everything's going wrong. But right now, when you take a deep breath, right now in this moment, things are okay with us. And that's what meditation does. It, it gives us the ability to go, okay, my mind's bombarding me with thought, but it's actually okay. It's not too bad here right now. And when we sit down to do that meditation, we're distracted and we self-judge. Are we doing it right? Is it right at all? the social pressures, the thinking what we should and shouldn't be doing. All of those things come into everybody's mind. If they didn't, I would question there's something wrong with you. A lot of the spiritual world says about we shouldn't judge. Yes, we should, but we should judge in a healthy way. Is this person going to hurt me right now? Is this person a danger for me? Is this person a danger to them? So it keeps us alive. Healthy judgment is a good thing. 
we have to judge whether that bear running towards us is a danger or a friendly one. It's not about getting rid of judgment. It's not about getting rid of all these things, but it's about seeing it clearly how it works. So the more you meditate, the more you see, aha, there's unhealthy judgment. And there's unhealthy going with the feelings. Oh, there's my mind again jumping to social media. And when you see these things clearly, you can then go with them or not go with them. And this is where most of your pain will be reduced. It's when you choose to go with them. Most of the pain, and this is what people really want to stop doing, is it's not that they want to stop the thinking. It's they want to stop the autopilot that's leading to more suffering and more pain and more thinking. They want to just be able to go, can I just have a gun? Can I just have, can I stop the world just for 30 minutes, just so I can just pause, take stock of my current situation? And then everybody else, that would be a superpower. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we were sitting in Victoria Gardens with a lovely conversation. We were saying about a superpower, and she mentioned it. And I was like, yes, that's the one I want as well. Just to be able to click our fingers, and we have half an hour or 10 minutes. And we can only use it sparingly, otherwise we would end up using it all the time. Nobody else knows the world's paused, and you just get 20 minutes just to... Okay, I can just take stock. What do I need to do? Can I do my to-do list? And then you start it again and one you. Or maybe everybody does have that superpower but me. Because you're doing it anyway. <laughs> Who knows? Message me. Head over to thankyoustephen.com and there's a place where you can message me. And let me know if you have that superpower and you're using it all the time and I'm just unaware. No, thinking about don't, because I'll be upset and I'll think it's like, why not me? I want something. Anyway, I'm going off, off of the topic of the podcast now. But the, the point is, you can meditate even if you've got a noisy mind. You're not going to quieten your mind. You're not going to turn off all those thoughts. That's perfectly fine. The mind is not broken something like 30 to 40 thoughts per minute and that's about 40,000 thoughts a day that's a lot it's no wonder we try to shut them off but the point is we're trying to shut off the ones we don't want so what techniques can we use in order to quieten the mind a little bit so it becomes a useful friend as opposed to an overthinking hyper chimp one thing you can do is say okay look you're relentless what's your next thought and just wait for it. That's a little, neat little trick. And you can do it now. So just while you're there, just, th just ask yourself right now, same time as I ask you is, what's my next thought and wait for it? Oh, how brilliant. You just had a peaceful mind for a moment. But you weren't not thinking, you were awareness. Consider that from the other thing you can do is when you sit down to meditate, reverse your breathing. Instead of breathing in first, breathe out first. Try that now. Breathe out first. Instantly your mind goes quieter because it's got to focus on something. And this is the whole point. 
Meditation is about giving your mind something to do. It's not about silencing the mind. I took a little while to get there, but that's the whole point, is give your mind something to do. And if you can give the mind something to focus on the breath, focus on the sound, the running water, the candle burning, whatever it is, a body scan. They use mantra meditations, yeah. Pick a word. And I think I read somewhere that Buddha come from this. And if you pick two words, two syllables, put them together, and you just repeat that for 10 minutes, you'll be surprised how quickly your mind quietens down. And it's harder than you think. Yeah, count in breath. See if you can get to 10. Just count the out breath or just count the in breath. And I'll challenge you. Can you get to 10? Message me. Leave a review. Just say yes or no. Can you get to 10? It's harder than you think. And that's for everybody. Even now when I sit in meditation, when I've really practiced for, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, every day, I might get to a couple of months and I might be able to hold it for 10, 15 without the mind wandering in with something. I do, I do want to tackle one thing. You don't have to meditate for 40 minutes a day to get the benefit. Yes, of course, the more you do it, the more benefit you will have. But you can have a massive impact on your life and a profound effect on just doing five minutes three or four times a day. And literally just sit there and go, I'm going to listen and just listen without judgment, without labeling it. I'm just going to listen, listen. And it will lead to deeper insights, lead to more space in the mind for better decisions, more energy, more joy, more peace. That's more my approach. If I tried to sit down for 40 minutes in the morning, it could be partly a problem. I'm sat down 24 hours a day anyway because I'm paralyzed. 12 hours now, I'm in bed, lying down the other half. I, I tend to take five minutes out here and there. Nearly every hour, I'll take a good minute or so out at least and just breathe or just listen. Can I count to 10? And those little timeouts reminds me when everything's going really wrong, the subconscious mind says, okay, go to your breath. And it starts doing it automatically. That's what gives me more peace and more inner peace. So when things are going really wrong or anything like that, okay, just breathe. I, don't, I feel like I don't have to fight them back. And that's my practice. My practice is as much as possible during the day, all the time. It's all well and good having peace and quiet, seven o'clock in the morning before the kids get out of bed and you're locked in the bathroom and you've got your candles and you've got your scents and all that. It's all well and good having peace and quiet there. What are you going to do when you're out and your boss is stressing you or your family's getting on your nerves and you're in the car and you're driving along and the kids are screaming and suddenly you're going to go, look, kids, stop a minute. I'm going to get my incense stick out. I'm going to get my candles. We need some peace and quiet. I need you to lock the doors. I need you to go back to sleep. No. The idea is to do that when you can, but the idea is to bring that to everyday life. Find the peace and quiet in everyday life, in amongst the chaos. That's what this podcast is about. I don't tell you to avoid life. I don't tell you to avoid negative people. I don't tell you to avoid thoughts or avoid feelings. I want you to feel everything. I want you to have thoughts. I want you to enjoy this wonderful, incredible experience of being alive. 
And it is, trust me, it's it's an experience that you'll you won't repeat. Your one chance, it's here. What someone estimated sixteen trillion to one the chance of you being alive right now. We gotta double that, the chance of you listening to my podcast and being alive. Come on. That's pretty awesome, right? But that's what this podcast was about today. I wanted you to know that even if you have a busy mind, you can meditate. And you don't have to sit down and try to silence your mind for 40 minutes. You can literally take time out, two minutes, 10 minutes here and there. Just on the way to work, just listen rather than put the radio on. Just do different things, integrate it into your daily life. I'm going to ask you now to head over to thankyoustephen.com. You can either message me, Treat me to a coffee. That would be absolutely awesome. And thank you to Sandy, Nancy and Audrey for your donations this week. Yeah, I just really appreciate you guys and anybody that can leave a review or anything. Thankyoustephen.com You're all awesome. Love you all. Take care. And hopefully you stop trying to silence your mind. Bye.